1973, Dieter Portsmouth inherited a little piece of woodland in North Dakota and set out to build a house for him and his family on it. Since then, his kids have grown up and they've had some kids of their own. But Dieter kept getting distracted with other projects. Right now, in 2018, the house is just a garage door, a fridge, and a banister. Well, the thing about building a house is you need a foundation. So the first thing I did is, is thought, I need to make sure that where I'm building this house is the best place I can build the house. And to do that, I need a strong community around it. So, of course, I built a church down the road. And that church now has a congregation of 350 people. Well, the church brought in a lot of people. And I said to myself, now, do I want to raise my kids in a town with just a church but no school? So with my own bare hands, I, I built a school. And that school has won several awards for best school in the, in the Dakotas. Around that time, uh, my wife started saying, Honey, we, we just have a door. But what, what I said to her was we have so much more than that. We've got a community. So I built a 7-Eleven. <laughs> This is the owner of that 7-Eleven, Kevin. I was like, I don't have a job. And then suddenly Dieter built the 7-Eleven right on Winston and Montgomery. Two roads that Dieter built. And now I, not only do I have a job, but my brothers have a job. Courtney, uh, my girlfriend, she is a job. And you owe it all to Dieter. We owe everything to Dieter. I mean, he... He bought me my truck. I mean, he he bought the parts for the truck and then built the truck. Now, my, my son was a little upset. I told him he would have to buy his own car. And then I built trucks for two-thirds of the entire community. Now, uh, when did the laser tag center come in? Well, we were having a fun church outing, and we all went by the 7-Eleven down the road that I built. And everyone said, where are we going after this? I said, give me a few days. And laser tag. That's where that's what was what happened. Now laser tag is now a pivotal part of Portsmouth, North Dakota, the town named after you, Dieter Portsmouth. Well, tried to get a name Dieter, but Portsmouth sounded a little better, I guess. It does sound like a town already. Now here's Dieter's family. Honey, honey, I just um I just wanted to mention that um, you know, the, the child next door with one leg. Yep, yep, working on building that new leg for him. He's just, he's so fond of you. He just wanted to meet you. Oh, well, uh, he doesn't get to meet me until I have the leg built. You know the policy. Until I've built something for you. That's right, I I remember. You you don't get to see my face. I remember, I remember. Hey, Pops? Yeah? Um, You know how you're always out building things and I don't see you very often? Well, sure, Zach. Well, I built this robot. It looks like you, and it's called D-A-D. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. You built something in my town? I love you. I love you. I love you. Zach. Let me turn it off. I'm sorry. I love you. I'll say the same thing I said to your older brother. Uh If you're going to build things, form your own town. 
All right? Okay, Pops. Maybe it's time for you to make a Portsmouth, South Dakota. Okay. And so Zach did. And I followed him to South Dakota as he set along his journey to build a house there for his children. Well, I, uh, I was so upset and, uh, I just, I really wanted to build that home and, and, and fill the void that, uh, you know, that wasn't there. And, but I got a little distracted. So I thought like, okay, this house needs to be perfect. I need to kind of just build my way up to it. So I built a 7-Eleven and then... Oh, just like your dad. Oh, yeah, I guess I never really thought about it. Uh, huh. And then, uh, and then uh, I built this laser tag center because yeah. I, I thought people would like to have fun in the town. I thought that might happen. You know, your dad did that, too. Seriously? Yeah, I remember. The laser tag. Oh, yeah. I, when you were growing up. I guess I kind of just blocked some of this stuff out. But, uh, you know, then people had a lot of fun and they had snacks to eat. But on Sundays, they didn't really have anything to do. Hey, so Dad? I built a church. Hey, Dad? I built a robot. Oh, what? Uh, fuck me. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I fuck. call it... Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. F-C-K-B-O-T. Jamming in. Jamming in. Jamming in. Jamming in. Oh, yeah, uh... <laughs> wow, Zach, that's... <laughs> Zach Jr. Um, such vile language from me. Uh, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> Jam it in me! I have one purpose! <laughs> to get stuffed! Uh, do you like it, Dad? To get stuffed! Do you, you know, like it? It is my only function! <laughs> I'm you, a series of holes! You know what? You tried and you, you used some good old fashioned elbow grease, and I gotta say, I'm proud of you. Wow. Now, Zach, that, uh, your house is still just a, a litter box that and is- a lamp. That is correct. It's This American Lie, I'm Mario Grass. Each week we pick a theme. Bring your variety stories on a theme. This week's theme, side project. This week's episode will be presented to you in four amazing acts. Act one, side pieces. Daniela Schwartzman is an old-fashioned matchmaker in the tiny Vermont town of Danderchuck. But there's a catch. She, she sets up married men and women with side lovers. Stan Triceratops spent a few weeks with Miss Schwartzman. Do the customers, are, do we call them customers? Um, I call them clientele. Clientele. Do the clients enjoy the beads? Um, I see you have a great arrangement of door beads and hallway entrance beads. And Yes, I mean, this is where I conduct business, and I find that people enjoy my taste. Mm. They enjoy everything that there is that I have here, actually. I, I offer them beverages, many many different types of beverages. Any beverage you would like today? Um, Triceratops? Stan. You can call me Stan. Stan. Um, I guess I'll have a milk? <laughs> ah, that's a bad choice. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I said Standard it. Standard cow milk? <clears throat> yes, the standard. Uh, is there a variety? I have almond, I have coconut, I have hemp, I have I have oat. I'll do an oat milk, please. Daniela is quite possibly the most the most warm and welcoming host 
I have ever met in any service industry I have ever partaken. We're in her home, which she's converted into a sort of mix between a 1970s love den and a 1980s modern office. Glass mixes with plastic beads, mixes with wood chairs and funk posters. She's quite possibly the best person I've met, and she's here to help me. She's here to help me explore, I have to admit, an extramarital relationship. Well, that's exactly what I'm here for. This bed spins. Would you like to give it a try? <sighs> I, have a, I have a very weak center of balance, but um, I'm here to try new things. So uh, let's give it a... Uh, should I put my milk... <laughs> I'll, here, is this fine? Yes, that's fine. Put that on the side. Oh, oh, oh. Now tell me about your wife. Tell me everything um, about your wife because I imagine okay. that she is oh. a full-figured woman. She's curvy. She has yeah, uh, how did, that's, yeah, how did you know? Her name is, oh, uh, her name is Hannah and um, we met at ah. journalism school. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry, I, I think I, oh. It yeah. sometimes stops. Okay. It's, it's fine. Yeah, um. Is that important about her? Oh, I thought absolutely, it was more... because when you want to have an extramarital affair, you want to go to the opposite end of the spectrum, okay. right? So yeah. now we're looking for a stick figure of a woman, possibly someone who okay. doesn't speak so well. Okay. You know? Huh. Since you met oh. Oh. Hannah, was it, at journalism school? <sighs> yes. Um, sorry, I'm Stan, a little... Stan, you look woozy. I'm a little, yeah. Can we just sit on a normal... Uh, chair for a bit? Sure, yes. This is because I don't mean, feel very sexy right now and I This feel couch like, pulls out, but we can just sit on it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I you know, uh the uh oh. This is sort of a water couch. Yeah. I um was just wondering, um the word affair. Do you uh, does it ever how do you feel about that? Do people come to you and, Look, and we have business affairs. Do we not? Uh-huh. No one thinks of that word as being salacious in any way. Yeah. I'm just, I gotta be honest, I'm scared. I'm scared that uh, even though my wife gave me permission, even though she knows that this is something that we both want and have tried, and uh, also this is for my, oh! 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 Do you have a few pens in your pocket? I, yeah, sorry. Okay. They came out pretty quick. No problem. Uh. I would love to meet Hannah and, and um, have her be one of my clients as well, because I, I do pick the, the, the men for the women as well. Oh, well. Unless she is interested in going completely opposite and well, possibly. She's more, uh, you know, she didn't come on the trip. She, uh, she just sort of went to, um, have you ever heard of uh, um, fi Fire Island? Oh, I was there last year. Yeah, she, um, she's at Fire Island. Well, that's... She's doing more of a adventure type. I, I'm, I'm, you know... You seem tense. I, I you am You want a back tense. rub? How about a back rub? I think maybe I, um, I think I maybe I've bit more than I can chew. Um, I'll be okay. I decided to, uh, look up some of Daniela's clients, some people who had, uh, experienced her services. She's known for being quite the Cupid, quite the matchmaker, almost Vermont's own 
What's a mat- famous matchmaker? Famous matchmaker, man, lady. <sighs> Sorry, I'm still sitting on the water couch and uh, my pants are quite wet. <clears throat> this is, uh... This is Todd Goober. Uh, Todd, you're a local firefighter here in um, Ashby, Vermont. That's right. How did you come across uh, Miss Schwartzman, and um, how has your life been affected since seeing her? Well, she had a series of Instagram ads that were unavoidable. I'd scroll and scroll. Every fifth frame was a uh, an ad for her services. Couldn't you simply unfollow? Call me stupid? No, I am. Well, I wouldn't. It's no. a stressful job, you know. Oh, I, I putting out fires. Sure. Do you I, want to try a place with me? I no, I. I <laughs> Here, put on this equipment. So I want you. To, uh, oh. I want you to feel how, how heavy it is. You, you brought your equipment into this, the cafe. Uh, why wouldn't I? A fire could break out at any minute. Okay, I guess I'll. Do you start with the boots? Yeah, you start from the bottom and you work your way okay. up. <clears throat> so, um. You're a married man? That's right. How, um, how did your, how did your wife or husband take the news? Oh, shit, you... somebody help! The kitchen's on fire! Oh. See? Oh! Now you, know why, now you know why I brought the equipment. Should oh, I... it's a grease fire. Water's just making it worse. Should I get out of the, the... Yes, oh. unless you're going to fight this fire. Oh, God. Oh! Oh, God. Oh. Can you just pull the, the boots for me? Oh, this fire's going unopposed. Oh, God, I, th- I threw grease on it. What was I thinking? Oh, it, it seemed like good. I didn't know us were firefighters. I don't know. If only there was one in the in the building. I'm a wreck. An emotional and sexual wreck. I took solace at a park bench and met two pigeons. I, I watched them as they canoodled and flirted, and I thought about my wife, Hannah, and where she might be, and whose arms she might be in. And I realized that there was the distance between us that had uh, chased me here, that had started this sojourn. So I should finish it through. I went back to Daniela, where she provided me with uh, the meet and greets of the people that I would be <clears throat> um, building a relationship with. We have some options for you. Okay. So why don't you just uh, uh-huh. close your eyes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to. Sp- Spin around. <laughs> okay. Spin around. All right? Get in your body to get out of your head. Okay. Get in your body to get out of your head, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and now here's Lana. Oh, where? Oh, oh, hello. You can open your eyes. Hello there. Oh, hello. Hi. I'm Lana. I'm skinny and I don't, don't do talk much good. Oh, um, <clears throat> that's... That's wonderful. Um, my wife is a Rhodes Scholar. Um, so I, I walked on roads, and then I drove cars there. But I don't, don't do much good word talking. This is going so well. Can I offer you beverages? Beverages? Any type of beverage you'd like? Uh, I guess honey. That's not a... <laughs> I was hoping that I would be able to figure out what beverages meant by the context of him saying it, but now I seem confused. It usually means a, a liquid, a, a refreshment, a drink, but... <laughs> you want a teaspoon, a teaspoon of honey? I guess, if that's what you have. I can do that. Here we are. 
Uh, Lena, was it? Lena? It's Lena. L- L- it's Lena? <laughs> You're confusing me with your fancy talk. I'm sorry. Maybe we should sit back down. Maybe we should sit. All the right. spinning has really... Um, you're very beautiful. I know. Um, if are... I weren't very beautiful, I wouldn't be able to make it. I don't got very good, good thinking. Oh, I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure you're... Uh, it's, it's definitely true. Well, are you seeing anyone? Are you also in an extramarital relationship? Well, like... everyone here is in an extramarital relationship. It just wouldn't be the same if we didn't have spouses to sneak around behind. Well, I honestly don't find that that's the best way to go about it, Lena. But I feel that since she has um, made such an impression on many of my clientele that I thought I would introduce her to you first and see if things could take off from here. This just feels like double adultery. And I... I want to be open. Lena, I want to be with you. I want to have the spice of life, which is variety. Oh, well, I have more options for you. But I, I can't. Hannah was the first girl that ever spoke to me. She was Do the first Do you know what person. she's doing on Fire Island right now? She's using two men's testicles. And all of them, all of them are in her mouth. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That is what I did last year. It was phenomenal. My mouth extended. I couldn't believe it. You know, this is not the only hole that extends. All right. I don't know if I'd be able to fit that many testicles in my mouth. Well, let's find out. Lena and I went to one of the many boudoirs in Danielle's house. And there we found each other. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, oh. Oh, boy. Oh, gee. What is this? What what are we... I don't know the words for what we're doing. Say my name. I've forgotten. It's Stan Triceratops. Stan Stan Tricycle. Lena. Oh, Stan Tricycle. Afterwards, I was changed. I was new. I was fresh. Oh, Stan, you're not wearing a shirt? No. Just me and my jelly rolls. (laughs) I like it. I finally understand what it means to have choice. To have variety. Daniela. Mm, I will have one of every drink you have in this house. That is going to be a lot of cups. I once went to Fire Island, but it was an island that was on fire, and it burned me. Up next on This American Lie, Science Project. That's when we turn on This American Lie when our program continues. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by The Daily Vice, from The Vice Company, but it's just like Yahoo!, This American Lie, I'm Grass. Each week, we pick a theme. Big Rain Stories on a theme. This week's theme, Science Project. Act two, Science Projects. The North American Cytathlon 
is a yearly scientific gathering of the best and brightest middle schoolers on the continent. This year, the competition is expected to be so tough that the, seri- that the serious children are all putting up multiple projects. Fernando Wright Gomez spoke with some of them. So, back in my day, a volcano was the epitome of a science project. Boom, bam. You put in the baking soda. You put in the water and bam, you've got a volcano. That was science at its purest, at its deepest. That was science that spoke to you in your soul. These children are raised in an age that's not as innocent as as my simple volcano days. No, they're in an age where Elon Musk is is making cyber tubes and and they're they're shooting them to the moon on rockets. So volcanoes aren't going to cut it anymore. Some of these kids are doing things that, that could change the world. Little Timmy Spivak here. Tell us a little bit about what it is you're making. Well, this is a small reactor that is trying to uh, finally crack nuclear fission. Crack? But that's right. I'm I'm, tr- I'm making a machine that will hopefully produce all of the energy that the world could need. Wait, ho- holy shit! Really? I yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, I I assume things would be better than volcanoes, but that that sounds world changing. Well, yeah, that's the point. I mean, it's, it's quite simple, actually. You see, there's some, uh, well, I had to get some, uh, some plutonium. Don't tell anyone. And, uh... I'm, I'm planning on broadcasting this eventually. It's just a, it's kind of just, it's just an inside joke between us, uh, oh. kids. Okay, and, and, and you're making a nuclear reactor. That's right. Instead of splitting atoms, which would cause a nuclear explosion, we're fusing atoms, which would create an endless supply of energy. Dear God. Of course, not every child here was, was so clear on what it is they were doing. Some of the science was in more of a theoretical vein. Jonathan Wibnicki had a project that was a little more of a philosophical dent. So, uh, this is a box that, uh, it's a high-powered magnifying glass. I guess that's the layman term for it, but, um... Theoretically, it will um, show you string um, bosons, basically, whether they're enclosed or long form. And if I can find them the same boson in the same position, I can prove that multiple dimensions exist and that we could possibly travel through them using maybe a high-powered reactor of some sort. Like if someone had cracked fission, we could possibly generate ourselves into these, um, what I like to call... um, I guess the layman term would be the multiverse. And uh, you could experience your life as if you made different choices and you could sort of you could sort of be all of the same use that had ever existed. Holy crap. It very quickly became clear that I was not scientifically adept enough to be doing this segment, but I was already here. I think you're doing a pretty good job. I mean, all the, all the kids seem to like you and... Um, Miss Nance actually, you know, she keep. We noticed that she kind of keeps eyeing you, and um, uh, Bart has made like a pheromone machine, and like it's kind of going off the charts. So, like, I think you're doing okay. 
Wow. That really helped my self-esteem. Do you want me to run a theoretical equation to see maybe or not you two are compatible and like what your life would be like together? Wait, wait. You can do that? Yeah, it's a simple mathematic equation based on choices that you make. Like you answer like 64 questions and then we sort of like apply that to what's called the life equation. <sighs> Mr. Whipnicky, what are you doing? I'm, what are you saying I'm, about me? I'm, nothing. What are nothing you saying? Nancy. What I'm, are you doing? I'm, <laughs> we're just being interviewed for uh, public radio. I noticed. Hello. Hi, the name's Fernando. Hello. Hello, Fernando. Ooh. Mm. Fernando. Uh, yes, well, the, the name doesn't actually reflect my ethnic background, but I, I, I just... It's still fun, though, you I, know? Yeah, it is, you right? Know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I Judy, was just, Judy. Oh, Judy, 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 it's, yes. it's wonderful to meet you. Um, your kids are all much smarter than, than I oh, am. Oh, well, I don't have any kids of my own. These are students at the school. Oh. I understand what you're saying, though, yes. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um... To be honest with you, I was expecting things to, even though I, I front-loaded this saying that they were better than volcanoes, I expected it to be much more on the level of volcanoes. And, and being pushed so rapidly out of my comfort zone, it's, it's made me feel strange. <laughs> I'm, I'm grasping for, for any thread of, of comfort I can find. Yes, outsiders from the, from the other communities outside of the Cytathlon community don't understand what we're doing here until they come in, until they see it for themselves, you mm. know? Fernando. <laughs> when you walk into this place, it's like walking into a comic book. Bright lights and LEDs all over the place. Big kabams and kazaps and papows. And then one beautiful, sparkling woman. Oh, sorry. That's, that's not what I meant to focus on here. The science. The science is what this is really about. I have a project. I'm not middle school yet, but I have a project. Jesus. No, not even middle school. I have a project. So my mom's pregnant. See my mom over there? Yeah. I'm going to help her. I'm going to get the baby out. Here. You're nope. going to get she won't have any pain. No pain. Just transporting the baby out of a mother without labor pains. No labor pains. There are those who would call this messing with God's creation. But looking at the, the zaps and the werbewers, <laughs> could there really be a God? Or had man, had man become the God? Excuse me, what's your project, little boy? Um, well, this, uh, to be exact, is a telescope. So you can see God? <laughs> How did you know that? I felt that we were moving beyond the limits of, mortal, of the mortal realm. Not only can this telescope see God, it uh, can parse the galaxy, pass the Kuiper Belt, into the Andromeda, and eventually see uh, other galaxies far in the distance. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <clears throat> Holy shit. Oh my god. Excuse me, you're blocking the, uh, the walking traffic so no one can see my project. And what is your project? 
Okay, so this is um, a salt rock crystal that generates biomatter. Oh, my Jesus. So it could feed... Um, salt by bio crystals. Yeah, so it naturally produces food naturally from itself as long as it is within a, a foot of a human. Would you like to try its food? God fucking damn it, yes. Oh, sweet Jesus, yes. Let, let me try this this magical science food. So this is a super green, um, and I put just sort of a little lemon and cayenne for flavor. It's good. My God, it's good. Do you feel, like, stronger? I do. And yet I feel weak. I feel as though I'm, I'm a mote of dust. And these middle schoolers are batting me around. Oh, how their enormous Jimmy Neutron-sized minds rip apart my perception of reality. Hey, Timmy, is this what's going to happen to us when we grow up? God, I hope not. He's, like, freaking out. Oh! If Newton, Einstein, the late Stephen Hawking's could see what noble minds do divulge their powers into the world of middle school science, they would weep. Weep! Um, sorry, sir, you're having a meltdown in my project. Oh, and what is your project? Um, well, you've heard of a 3D printer? Oh, yes, I have. In my wildest dreams. In, in the fictions. In the pulp novels. Oh, well, that's been a real thing for a few, a few years. Oh! Wait, wait, but that's not my project. My project is kind of no. like that, but it, it um, takes apart your um, molecular structure one atom at a time. Dear and then God. reprints it at another location anywhere in the world. So, um, essentially, it's a teleportation device. <laughs> Oh! Sir? Oh, the muses! Oh! The limits that we as humans shall now never again! I could send this guy to Paris right now if anyone's on board with that. Maybe like a doctor or something? Oh, yeah, okay. Ah, sweet I'll Paris! I'll just click these Merely buttons here. a button away. And... <laughs> Wait, where, where did all the science go? Bonjour. Bonjour. Bon voyage. Alors, qu'est-ce qui se passe? Votre institution. And like the Tower of Babel. Oui. Ah ouais. God smote le, me. Le Tour Eiffel. Maybe. Oh, Dieu. And I was taken away from the wondrous world. For a moment, the universe had opened up to me. And now I was stuck in France. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I've never been to Paris, but I did study abroad for six months at an au bon pen. Up next on This American Lie, side of fries. That's when we return to This American Lie. When our story continues, please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by your brother's art show. Um... Like, mom and dad are going to be there, so um, they're expecting you, too. 
but also like I'd like to see. I mean, you know, whatever. Cause it's just kind of what I do. It's like my job. It's this American Lion, Mario Grants. Each week we pick a theme and bring you your eyes trees on that theme. This week's theme. Side project. Act three, side of fries. The Pouty Cat Diner has been standing in Trenton, New Mexico since 1924. And in 2015, when the diner was under threat of going out of business, humorist and author Astrid Gunther bought it, thinking it could give her some inspiration for her latest project. But she got more than she bargained for. So I I loved the pouty cat, the logo itself, but I, I found it didn't have enough whiskers. So I had to, as you can see here, I had to uh, manipulate the face of the logo and I put fries on the cat's face, as you can see here. Now, I just want those fries to... Uh, be repurposed elsewhere in the diner. I'm just trying to re redo the diner, make it a little bit more, you know, uh, fancy. You know, like a fancy feast for a pouty cat. I don't know if uh, the rest of the town's really going to like that. Uh, they're just kind of used to the way the diner looks. Uh, so I wouldn't really stray too far from the, the format. This is Timothy McGonagall. And I hired him to redo my diner. Mr. McGonagall, it would be uh, my pleasure to see some of your designs if, if you know what the public here in Trenton, New Mexico, likes to see. Well, people just like kind of the, the traditional way the diners looked. Um, maybe just kind of enhance some of the feline qualities of the pouty cat. Uh, maybe... Uh, revamp the menu a little bit, uh, just kind of modernize the, the menu, look. The menu, the menu, the menu, yes. Astrid! Astrid, Bertha. sweetie! Yes, Bertha. I couldn't help but overhear your conversation about redoing the menu. Bertha was the chef and had been since 1934. Now, I've made every menu decision since 1934, and I, I tell you, I think this one is the best. Can we just add a few ingredients to the shelves to make the menu the menu again? You know well, what I mean? Like make? what kind of ingredients? Sweet potato. I'm sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes? We only have That's rice. a Yankee food. Bertha, Yankees travel here, too. All right, I'll put it on. I'll put your sweet potato on my menu. So we'll do sweet potato fries, sweet potato pie. Well, fries and pies? Yeah, and you know what we need? We need oh, a we need a Jimmy stamp. Carter. <laughs> what, why are you saying Jimmy Carter? Because I don't want to curse, dear. We're in the diner. Oh, We're in public. That's that's smart of you, Bertha. I now, can't just put listen. sweet potatoes on all my dishes. Here's what I'm thinking also, Bertha. We need to stamp each item with the logo, the Pouty Cat logo, so everyone knows before they take their first bite where they are. 
What kind of cuckoo train are you taking to the coast, long lady? That doesn't, you want me to stamp my food? Bertha, I'm just trying to make this restaurant work. Well, this restaurant's been working well before you bought it, I'll tell you that. It was about to close, Bertha. They never told you. Well, that's because the communists took over the White House. Who? The The, communists. The communists took over the White House. You know, the communists eat rats. Is that what you'd have us do? I decided to go over to the other local diner, the Dirty Dog, and see if I could... uh, understand what would really what would really make a restaurant flourish i was i was undercover of course i wore a trench coat and a hat hello welcome to the dirty dog oh. uh, can i uh, take your order yes uh what do you suggest what's the best thing on the menu oh you know everything's great we uh, make a point of not having sweet potatoes because uh we we had that riot what? here last year what what the, riot the sweet potato riots Surely you're from around here and remember the sweet potato Oh, I am from around here. Can't you tell from my trench coat and my button that says Trenton, New Mexico? That that, that is why I assumed you were from here. It was like, who would wear a trench coat and a button that says Trenton, New Mexico if they're not from Trenton, New Mexico? Uh, What what is your name, sir? I'm sorry. Uh, Benny. Benny. Mm -hmm. Benny. The Dirty Dog. Now, I see that you don't have any logos of any of your... Nope, nope. Uh, Three years ago, we had that logo riot. Uh... Someone tried to replace parts of a dog of the dog that was supposed to be the logo with um, hamburgers. Thought it'd be funny. Got a big old fight. Wow. Yeah, everyone right. yelling about Yankees. Mm-hmm. No, I know, I know about that because I was here for that. Uh, I, I assumed as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what is that? What is that man eating over there? It looks it looks like soupy. Uh, well, it's it's probably some sort of soup. Do you have many soups on your? Um, on your menu? Well, we've just got, uh, it just says soup, and uh, I, you know, I, I don't like to change the menu up, and, and the the chef doesn't talk anymore, uh, so Ooh. he just kind of grunts most of the time, and uh, last time we tried to change the menu up, that was about five years ago, uh, the place got firebombed. Hey, what the fuck, man? Oh. I just found a garbanzo in my fucking soup! Oh, no. Oh. Oh, what no. the fuck? All right. <laughs> oh, Somebody no. call him the SWAT. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, I had to leave in, in quite a hurry as there was um, multiple stabbings happening in that restaurant. Whew. Uh, Bertha, hey, I was thinking about something. Maybe you could just try this on for size. You know how you talk about the commies? Yes? Instead of saying that or any other word in your vocabulary, how about just grunt? You just want me to grunt? I did not march for women's suffrage to grunt. But I will, because I'll do anything for the party cat. That's done. That's done. Check mark there. Also, I was thinking about adding... Did um, you hear what happened at the Dirty Dog? No, what happened? They've ignited the soup wars. The soup wars? Yeah, you remember the soup wars Oh yeah, 1947? Well, I wasn't born yet, but... That oh, let terrible. me tell you, right after FDR died... Ah, you garbanzo bastard! Oh, the sweet sounds of the soup wars. I started putting on a chowder, corn chowder, just for safety. Oh, I'm sorry. Corn chowder, that's right. We I have meant a... to say... Ugh. Very good, very good, all right. 
Mr. McGonagall, um, I was thinking maybe we, we eliminate all of the logos. All of them. Just get rid of them. Just paint over black. Just paint them black. Okay. You, you, you want to just paint everything black? Not everything. Just where the logos were. Okay. In the restaurant. You realize if we don't have a logo, then we might be confused with another business, which could probably start a riot. If we're confused with another business, then a riot could start. Is that what you're saying? That's right. People won't know if this is a restaurant or a, uh, just like an office building. Excuse me, is this a bookstore? Uh, no, this is a restaurant. It's a rest- oh, it's oh, okay, a good. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that logo. Uh, that, that makes it clear. I'm sorry for wasting your time. No problem. Excuse me, is this a DJ school? No, it's a restaurant. You see a logo, it says There's it has the Pouty Cat. Pouty Cat Diner. Sorry. Well, this was a DJ school. Wait, 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 wait. Can, can I leave my mixtape? Sure, what, what does this say? Be Fidget. <laughs> Be Fidget. This is Be Fidget. A DJ name. Well, is throw, this cat throw adoption? No. I would love to adopt a little one. I know why you would think that, because it is the pouty cat, but it is a, it is a diner. Hey, oh, this lady's I, misleading people. Yeah, what the no, hell? She no. put a cat on her logo, but she's not adopting cats. I came in here looking for a little companion. It's the false Brandon Wars of 1976. Let's get it on. No Bertha, Bertha, no. Everybody take an AK-47. Quick, follow me. I got one. Thank you. I took Mr. McGonagall to my lawyer's office. What what can we do insurance-wise? I know I didn't I didn't have a very large insurance policy, but I'm hoping that there's something that I can I can rebuild from this catastrophe. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I got good news and I got silly news. <clears throat> <laughs> My lawyer Dirk Tunnebin. Good news is you stand to claim a uh, insurance policy refund of about fifty thousand dollars, which would allow you to maybe start a new business. How much money? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. That would probably give you a runway of maybe three months to to start anew. But with new businesses, I'm sorry. There's silly news. Oh, <laughs> all right. So it turns out the Pouty Cat was built on. Uh, an old clown college, uh, industrial revolution, timey clown college. Did you say clown college? It's a clown college cemetery, but the bones are still there, and the original owner wants the land back. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to move your business off the bones of the, the of clowns. The clowns. Right. <clears throat> well, this is a turn of events, indeed. $50,000, you said. And 2,000 clown bodies. All right. That is silly news. Again, I'm sorry. That is you don't own the clown bodies. No. They are But they are to be there. exhumed as soon as you leave the premises. Well, you know, Trenton, New Mexico is a funny place. And I have been wanting to start a new business elsewhere. Can I offer you uh, something... Mr. McGonagall, you've just been quiet for the last hour as I've been. He's going. my, he's my artist. He's oh. he's, he's here to rethink, well, repurpose it, things. If I could make one suggestion, yes. I would say, we should probably avoid uh, anything involved with the clown, dead clown bodies. We wouldn't want to start any sort of paranormal war 
riot. No, mm. you're right. right. You're right. Mm. But fifty thousand dollars is a great number. Yeah. Bike shop. Bike shop for clowns. No, please, you don't own the tricycle. Yes! Tri- yes, I Stop own the tricycle walls! Tricycle walls! I'm declaring a state of emergency. Call on the National Guard. There'll be more clown corpses when this is done. I once bought a copy of the DVD diner, but it turned out to be American Graffiti. Up next, the side project project. That's when our program continues. Stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by Analog, turning digital back into analog form. So, like, all your MP3s back into cassettes, all your movies back into film. Dude, did you break my clock? Yes. Fuck. You you now have a sundial. Analog. This is American Lion, Mario Grassi. We can pick a theme and bring a variety of stories on that theme. This week's theme is a side project. Our fourth and final act. The side project project. In 1974, a man had a dream for all the world's side projects to come together on one stage for the largest side project festival America has ever seen. A place where you could gather to watch your favorite bands, his drummer's other band. He named it Sidenomicon. And it lasted only one year. Until now, the festival has been lost to history, but newly uncovered footage gives us an inside look to the disastrous festival. Producer Yonatan Cody presents that footage. Here's Yonatan. Side Comic-Con. Holy crap. If you like great bands that either fell apart, disbanded, or took a break to do other things, this was the place for you. Unfortunately, it only lasted one year. But... We have an exclusive clip. This is, uh, oh man, this this is a great side project. Um, so, you all know Led Zeppelin, right? Take the basis from Led Zeppelin plus the ghost of Jim Morrison. <laughs> and what do you get? The Zors. Hello, hello. I'm John Jones. You may know me from Led Zeppelin, right? Well, I've, I've seanced my friend Jim Morrison here. Oh, oh, I'm in pain. All right, Jim's going to, uh, Jim's going to uh, maybe try and play that xylophone over there. I'm going to play uh, this accordion if I can. This. Uh, I have never really played it, but we think it's like, it just kind of speaks to us, right? All right, here we go.
thank you. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, uh, that was just something that was in my heart, in my head, right? No, there was really only one song. That was the only song we ever wanted to write and we'll ever perform, okay? So uh, I'm going to head back to Led Zeppelin. Jim, I'll see you probably in like three years, mate. Oh, will my work on this earth never be done? Holy crap. Yes, of course everyone was on acid. I mean, what a great freaking experience. But we've got more for you. Oh, man, we got more for you. Picture the Doobie Brothers, but just one of them. One Doobie Bro plus one of the Supremes. So we've got the Supremes. I'm Donna Supreme. I'm Alan Doobie. And we're gonna sing some swamp music for you. You guys like swamp music? It's basically one spoon and a wine jug and uh, my lady's beautiful voice. Here we go. I haven't warmed up because this is just a side project. Did you know this was the place to go? Down by that bayou. All right. I've been Alan Doobie. This is Donna Summer. And we're out of here. Goodbye, Sad Namakan. Hey, 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 play, listen to the music. No, we only have one song. We only have one song. Play, play the Doobie Brothers it's song. The only song. It's the only song in our hearts and our heads. It's the only one we want to You're one of the Doobie Brothers, right? Play, play that song. No, my other than that, it's hey, let me hear some funky Dixieland. No. Yes. And of course, there was so much amazing artists and side projects to fit into one event that, yes, every single set was one song long. Now, I hope you're ready for a treat. You all know a man by the name of Mr. Eric Clapton? Yeah. Have you heard of him, right? Well, Mr. Eric Clapton, for one night only, no instruments, just spoken word poetry. Six cats, each alike in catdom. Damn it. This, this, this poem isn't working out. You know, you know what? I, I am gonna play guitar after all. <laughs> Somebody plug this in. Somebody plug in my guitar. What? You, you don't have an amp? They're not all winners, are they? Look, he's a genius, but sometimes even geniuses make mistakes. Am I right? Am I right? I think I'm right. All right. Now, all of that was just a palate cleanser, if you will. Because this is a tour de force of performance. Picture the band Kiss, except each member 
is a different superstar in different makeup. We've got Paul McCartney. We've got Tina Turner. <laughs> We've got the guy from ELO. And the other Doobie brother. <laughs> On stage, at once, in the costumes that the YMCA members wore. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Mind the Blast. Hello there, none of us are members of KISS. I'm Paul Doobie. Uh, I guess I'll be, I guess I'll be Gene. Uh, I don't think we even need to do anything All right. KISS related necessarily. Mike, let me get on stage. Let me get on stage. All right. I'm I'm Tina. All right, I guess we'll uh, we'll oh. perform. Uh, are we doing YMCA? Are we just dressing like it? I think we just. Why don't we just look at each other? All right. I can't tell which one of you has smoother skin. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Paul. What? I'm sorry, Tina. What? Well, these wheels are gonna turn right out of here. Uh, these are how a lot of Beatles recording sessions went around the end. Play anything? No. I mean, I didn't get all the footage, but that was pretty cool, right? I mean, that was pretty cool. And now it's time for one other side project. Yes. Hello. Hi, sir. The archives are closing. We're going to need you to put the film back. You've been here all day. Oh, well, um... Sorry, I was just working on a Yoltan? little side project. Excuse me, miss, do you have any things you do outside of this job? Hi, sorry, um, Rebecca? Doing? Yes. Hi, um, are you bothering this man? Well, I was just well, trying to close the archive. I get it. I mean, we want to close and we all want to go home to our families. But he's just using the archives the way that we intended them to be used. To answer your question, sir, yes, I do have a side project, and I'm trying to get to it. That's why I'm trying to get everyone out of here, Diane. What? What is it? Oh, Rebecca. It's... Oh, no. Hey. Not this again. So it's sort of like a juggling act. Oh, jeez. But, like, if we're all dressed like Elvis, and we read the works of Dean Koontz on stage. Holy crap. I have a side project too. If you no one cares, Diane. I, I, I think I, he does. I really don't think you can. Rebecca, top that. I really don't think you can. Well, top I'm that. putting on a production of Cats starring all dogs. So it's dogs. No, it's cats, Rebecca. And you know that, and you know that it hurts me when you say that. Continue, sir. You have 28 minutes left, so just try and wrap it up. Just in case you're wondering, that is my wife. He did not need to know that. My concentration had been broken. But my spirit was not. For those of you who love all things side, sidecars, siding, I suggest you seek out Sidenomicon. Um find any footage you can most of it's on youtube i just don't have a fast internet connection in my house <laughs> so i come here almost i've been coming here for the past six months trying to piece this uh story together um but check it out 
And to all those of you out there who have dreams other than your main dreams, keep pursuing them. Keep pursuing them. I once had a dream about a little turtle. I woke up and there he was. I kept him. Named him Filbert. He's my pet. I feed him. Feed him little treats. Play with him. Take him to family events and things. I love the little guy. All right, that'll about do it for This American Lie. Thanks so much for listening to This American Lie. This American Lie is produced by Stan Triceratops, Fernando Wright Gomez, Astrid Gunther, Jonathan Cody, Brian Flynn, Jordan Pridgen, Ruthie Holmes, Dan Heber, Micah Gordon, and of course the big Moz man, Mr. Toy Malatia, who decided to, to explain emojis to me. Ah! Sweet potato! That's a Yankee food! Stay tuned every month for more episodes of the American Eye. Uh, hey everybody, thanks for listening to This American Lie. Um, you just heard an episode from Brian Flynn, Jordan Pridgen, Ruthie Holmes, Dan Heber, and myself, Micah Gordon. And um, please follow us on the socials at This Amer Lie. That's This A-M-E-R-L-I-E. Do that, please. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>